Welcome to Embedded Edge with Knitting, a podcast that brings to life the stories behind today's embedded systems, technologies, and products. It's the show where you'll hear from both engineers and executives on some of the most topical news and most pressing challenges in the world of embedded system design. Here's your host, Editor-in-Chief of Embedded.com, Nitin Dahad. Welcome to this edition of Embedded Edge with Nitin. This episode is all about trust and creating secure environments for the Internet of Things, or IoT, and also KNX, an open technology standard well-established in the world of building automation and smart homes and buildings. We'll look at these through interviews with companies called Proven Run, CryptoQuantique, and Cascoda. In the first interview, I met up in London with Thierry Chenet, CEO of Proven Run, a company focused on creating what he said is the world's most secure operating system and trusted execution environment for connected vehicles and smart devices. The company had just raised 15 million euros in a Series A funding round to accelerate its product roadmap. So I sat down with Thierry to learn more about the company's pedigree, its journey, its success to date and future plans. In the second interview, I chat with Sharam Sayabi, CEO and co-founder of CryptoQuantique, an IoT cybersecurity startup that provides both a physical unclonable function, or PUF, hardware IP, solution and software platform for device lifecycle management. We chatted in London in late 2023 about some of the trends and challenges in IoT security, and also about the latest developments at the time from CryptoQuantique. In the third interview, I caught up with Bruno Johnson, CEO of Cascoda in London, to talk about KNX IoT and about how Cascoda is involved in deploying this technology. KNX is an international standard, uh, that's ISO or IEC 14543, for commercial and domestic building automation and supports an open source stack that conforms to the KNX IoT Point API transport medium. Bruno explains more about KNX and how it's well established in the world of building automation and about Cascoda's technology. Let's get straight to the first interview with Thierry Chonet, CEO of Proven Run. After that, you'll hear from Sharam Sayabi, CEO and co-founder of CryptoQuantique. And finally, about KNX and building automation with Bruno Johnson, CEO of Cascoda. I'm talking to Thierry Chenet, uh, CEO of Proven Run, a company that's just raised uh, 15 million uh, euros to enhance their um, security solution for, for IoT products. Thierry, hello. Hello, Nitin. Glad to be here. So, Thierry, tell me a little bit about Proven Run. I, I don't think I've uh, come across you before. So, uh, what do you do and um, uh, what's so good about you? So Proven Run um, is a cybersecurity company focused on um, the Internet of Things and automobile. Uh, our specialty is um, security by design, and we've achieved the highest level of certification on common criteria. We're the first and only operating system to have achieved uh, level seven on common criteria. And you've been going since uh, about 2009. It was founded by your founder in 2009. You joined a year, year ago. What was the premise of, uh, I think you, you pivoted around uh, four years after it was founded, but yeah. what was the premise at the beginning and, and, and what are you doing now? Proven Run was founded in 2009 by Dominique Bolignano. He's a repeat entrepreneur. He uh, created Trusted Logic, 
before. And um, his vision was to create the most secure operating system for um, the Internet of Things, to create trust in the Internet of Things. Um, those devices are everywhere around us. They're very deeply embedded. Sometimes they run critical physical infrastructure, um, airplanes, trains, um, um, a lot of our controllers around us in connected, um, connected buildings and man manufacturing plants. Um, so they are very critical to our lives. And so therefore, getting as close as possible to perfection in the foundational software that runs them is super important. This was Dominique's vision at the very start in 2009, and it took us 10 years of R&D efforts to reach um, the highest level of certification common criteria, so a lot of effort. We started to commercialize in 2020 and um, going strong since. And, and, and the, the offer is basically um, you're offering a microkernel uh, operating system uh, or, uh, for, for a bunch of markets, right? That's right. Our major products, uh, we have um, three major products. One, of course, is the microkernel, uh, both for microprocessors and microcontrollers. Two is we also offer a highly secure hypervisor. And three is we provide uh, trusted applications that run on top uh, our uh, secure OS called Proven Core. And, and sort of what kind of success have you had so far? You, you said you, you, you basically started commercializing in 2020. Uh, what kind of success have you had in the market so far? Well, um, we have three verticals, right? We have airspace and defense, automotive and semi. Um, I can, of course, not talk much about some of our defense uh, clients, but I can talk more about automotive and, and semiconductors. We've had the ch where I have the chance to work, for instance, with uh, Renault, who's one of the leading um, car makers in terms of software-defined vehicles. They have a groundbreaking partnership with uh, uh, Google, with Android Automotive and Qualcomm. And uh, we have the um, honor of working with them for uh, to secure uh, to secure their software-defined vehicles. We uh, in semiconductors, we uh, have a partnership with uh, ST Microelectronics. They're the number one uh, one number one chip maker when it comes to 32-bit microcontrollers, and we help them secure their um, their range of secure microcontrollers. Latest example that um, with ST is the um, H5 family, which is their flagship uh, family of microcontrollers, high performance, high security. And I think you announced that at Embedded World in 2023, didn't you? Uh, yes, we uh, ST launched at Embedded World in March um, this year and won the Best in Show award for their, uh, for their secure microcontroller. We're very happy that we were able to support that. And, and tell me about your um, customer journey. Uh, why, why, does, why does one come, uh, get convinced by what you're doing? Because uh, it's, it's quite, I mean, the security is, is something that's hard to convince anyway in the first place. But uh, how do you manage to um, get that sort of foot in the door? Well, um, it's exceedingly hard. Uh, we're the one and only company that reached uh, the highest level on the common criteria scale, which is the global standard for security of IT systems. Um, that's unheard of, right? So everyone sort of knows how difficult um, that is and how high of a bar that is. So we don't just claim security that we're secure. We were able to demonstrate it and um, through certification. So it's not an unfounded claim. It's actually something that is verifiable um, and that is substantiated. Uh, so this is this catches everyone's attention. And uh, the quality of the code is such that since our certification in 2019, the code bait hasn't changed, right? So no bugs in five years, um, which is very important to 
any car makers and chip makers who need to constantly patch and um, correct um, sort of bugs in their in their code bases. So once they when they see the benefits that can come with um, with this, I think this is really what catches their attention, and they want to hear more. And now, I think, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the funding. Uh, what's that going to help you to do? Uh, why did you need to raise funding? Because yeah, you've been growing quite successfully already. So the company was bootstrapped, right? So um, the company has been sort of self-funded um, since the beginning. Uh, additional funding will help us accelerate in terms of the, um, our technology and product roadmap, as well as expand commercial operations, particularly to North America. Right, and and I think yeah, your your sort of major base at the moment is in France, but you're expanding into the Germany and the US. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Our we have a glo- proven run has a global customer base. Um, so yes, some of our clients are in France because this is where we're headquartered. But we have um, global clients also in Asia. And and what's next for you, uh, Terry? Well, the, the journey is just the beginning, right? I've joined a year ago, so this um, you're catching me at a good time, Nathan, because this is actually my one year anniversary uh, with uh, Proven Run. I'm very excited about um, the continuation of the journey and actually making uh, making Proven Core um, a standard in the industry because that's probably the best quality there would be. Terry, thank you very much. Thank you, Nitin. I'm talking to Sharam Masayabi, um, CEO and co-founder of Crypto Quantique. Sharam, hello. Oh, hi, Nitin. We uh, are going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the trends in uh, IoT security. And uh, uh, obviously, you know, you've been involved. Um, uh, we, we spoke uh, a few years ago when you started Crypto Contique, a uh, specific uh, sort of speciality. But let's talk about some of the trends and what you're seeing right now. Well, in the past couple of years, we started seeing a, a real movement on the ground. So since 2016, everyone been at, on the internet talking about IoT security, but the ground wasn't really showing the same interest. Uh, but a couple of events such as the pandemic, uh, uh, such as the cost of cybercrime to, to the economy, um, and also I think the mistrust between East and West of how the devices are created and how we can trust them in our national infrastructure have made people to think very, way more seriously about, uh, about IoT security. And we're seeing that actually on the ground from suppliers, OEMs, silicon vendors, uh, consumer brand companies that are looking into security by design and integrating solutions into their devices to make sure it provides security. Specifically, I think we talked about the certain types of attacks and types of... Are there any sort of um, converge, convergence of sp- things that you're seeing in terms of technologies uh, or how people are implementing it? Or you know, is there still an issue because you know, people still are worried about how to do it or the cost of it? Yeah, I think the complexity of it is a great problem right now uh, for two reasons. One is the customers on the ground. It's hard for them to understand, get a grasp of how needs to, things need to be done and integrated. At the same time, what's coming from the marketing side of things is a lot bloated and not really, it's not really educational. It's not really in the benefit of the customer. Um, and that's creating problems. So, for instance, in the past couple of months, we have come across uh, MCUs from well-known um, uh, vendors who, which, which are not actually providing the security features that is being advertised on the tin uh, for various reasons. Some of them, the software, the firmware is not complete. Some of them, actually, the hardware doesn't work properly. There are various reasons, but that actually, when it, it, it creates problem for for the end user when they want end-to-end or chip to cloud security, they buy the MCU and then they realize they cannot actually store the keys securely inside the MCU. And that uh, makes everything to fall apart. 
Uh, so we're seeing those problems that requires a lot of education and awareness. And that's something that we started doing through a couple of initiatives. And tell, tell me about those initiatives. Yeah, of course. So one of the main things that we are doing to actually show to the rest of the world how security is done by design properly, it's through uh, uh, the new initiative recently we launched called Quarklink Ignite, which, which is uh, essentially a freemium version of our Quarklink SaaS uh, uh, IoT development tools uh, that is now available. Uh, your audience can just go on quarkling.io. Uh, to sign up for free and download the embedded codes required for different devices from GitHub uh, account. Uh, and that allows them to automatically do security by design for the MCUs that we're currently supporting uh, and just enjoy the whole end-to-end -end security properly done, properly explained to them, so understand how, how and what is being done. Uh, for their projects. Uh, for the free version, they can uh, onboard up to 50 devices from secure boots, provisioning all the way to secure firmware update over the air. Uh, we are looking to add uh, support for more MCUs and Wi-Fi modules on our GitHub for free for people to just download and have the proper security for the connected devices. And you've had a number of uh, downloads already, and you know, is there some, some initial data that you can share in terms of what you're seeing or how, you're, how people are doing things? Yeah, so, so in the first week, uh, uh, we, we had a, a good amount of signed up and, and a, a big hit of over 600. Uh, uh, for Quarkling webs, uh, Quarkling.io, uh, and we're getting requests now from some of the users for for the new MCUs that they want us to support. So we're looking forward to to support more MCUs and more Wi-Fi modules. Put the code, embedded code, that does all the hard work from security point of view, from secure boot to provisioning and onboarding of the devices uh, to cloud services uh, out there for people to just use and don't be bothered about it anymore. And, and um, tell us a little bit about the progress generally with CryptoQuantique, because I think you've had some other uh, sort of uh, developments over the last year or so. Yeah, of course. Just regarding the initiatives, there's, there's another initiatives that we're trying to do, again, to educate the market. Uh, from security point of view, we want to highlight the some, some of the uh, key issues with security components that are being used in different products or generally people talking about it as these are the safe ways of doing security for IoT. Kind of create awareness. Generally, cannot share more at this stage, but but we we doing some some research on on those uh, areas. Separately, post quantum cryptography is the next step that the whole industry will move to. Uh, uh, I think about well, last year we announced a POC on post quantum cryptography algorithms from chip to cloud again uh, uh, for IoT devices. A collaboration work with ATH Zurich University that we did. Uh, and I'm d delighted to announce that we just won a large uh, EIC European grant that allows us to uh, productionize that, that product uh, for, for the IoT, allowing them uh, to, to be able to do uh, post-quantum cryptography with minimum amount of resources required from chip to cloud. And uh, what else can we see from CryptoQuanti? So we are concentrating more uh, around adding more features on the cloud side for uh, different applications of cloud security. We're trying to make it easier for security by design, but also take away any security burden that is on the end user's shoulders so they, they can concentrate on making value, creating value of the data rather than dealing with how to set up their systems from security point of view. So more features will be added to Quarklink. More devices will be supported through Quarklink. 
Uh, and then on the hardware side and the, as a circuit, but also on the cloud side, we're going to push new products that supports post-quantum cryptography. Well, Sharam, thank you very much. Our pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm talking to Bruno Johnson, CEO of a company called Cascoda, and I'm catching up with him on uh, everything IoT and, and smart, smart things uh, and some of the networks and standards. Bruno, hello. Hi, Nitin. Great to catch up with you again. Uh, it's been a while. Um, so, yeah, as you probably know, um, Cascoda got involved in um, the thread standard for um, internet protocol-based uh, IoT back in 2015 when the thread group really started and we quickly uh, got involved we um, ended up chairing the low power work group for the uh, thread group and um, we took that through became a contributor to the um, thread standard and the open source stack open thread and that uh, we took that right through to the end of the remit for the uh, low power work group for uh, thread and uh, now all our work is incorporated into the latest version of thread uh, thread 1.2 and then later thread 1.3 which is um the underlying standard that's also used in matter and other uh, protocols tell us briefly just here what your involvement and Cascoda's involvement? Yeah, so we, we always recognize that um, for IoT standards are extremely important. I mean, there is, of course, there is a role for proprietary standards, but really, uh, in order for this technology to become ubiquitous, it really needs to be based on strong international uh, standards. So, yeah, we got involved with the Thread Group, and, and um, that's very successful. But later, we got involved with the KNX Association. Now, um, KNX KNX Association had started a standard called KNX IoT, which is extending the KNX building automation standard over Internet Protocol V6. So all of a sudden, you don't need to go to a proprietary protocol um, down to for that last sort of 10, 20 meters of connectivity, your Internet Protocol connected all the way through. So your end device, your individual sensor actuator has an IP address. And when, when was that? So um, during uh, COVID, um, we were asked for a meeting. Um, I think it's 2020. We were asked for a meeting with the uh, KNX Association. We sat down with their chairman and CEO, and we discussed the possibility and of our skills and and how Cascoda could potentially help them to make an open source software stack for their new standard KNX IoT. And based on uh, our extensive experience, we had over 10 years' experience in this area by then. Um, we got invited and, and, and won the contract to develop the KNX IoT open source software stack, um, which we successfully launched at the Light and Building Show in Frankfurt. And uh, this sounds a very stupid pun, but uh, why, why does that matter? <laughs> yeah, really, uh, really good question. Um, so KNX is the largest uh, building automation standard in the world, um, both by market size, but also by a number of installations. So it's around 40% of the global market. The products market for KNX is, is worth about $10 billion today. And the analysts say it's due to uh, go up to about 30 billion by uh, 2030. Um, it's really important because standards in building automation are required to make our buildings more efficient. There was um, a bit of research launched, uh, um, published by Carbon Intelligence uh, in, I believe it's late 2020, that said that um, central London's uh, buildings still used, I believe it was 
are over 80%, about 85% of their nominal energy consumption during April 2020, despite being totally empty. Right. And, and you know, that just shows that our buildings are just not as efficient as they should be. And by uh, using internet protocol-based te uh, technology, um, we can much better improve the energy efficiency of these assets, which are, you know, uh, buildings are Europe's biggest energy cons consumption. And we, we, we don't have a, an option of, uh, rebuilding our infrastructure. It's all about updating our existing infrastructure. And KNX IoT is a very big part of that story. And, and uh, I think you were explaining to me when we chatted to, about it, this earlier that it's different um, in that you know you're not having to send um, with like with other standards. You know, sort of go one way, send data in all kinds of directions. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, with KNX IoT, um, there's a very important thing distinction between a standards such as KNX IoT and the standards such as, as, as Matter. The, the point with um, the KNX Association is that the installer tool is made by the standards group, by the KNX Association. So there are hundreds of thousands of installers all around the world who know the software uh, and trained on the software. And also every single certified product for KNX is in that software. So you can go into a building which had infrastructure installed in it 30 years ago, and you can still use that same software to reconfigure it and get it talking to new software, including KNX IoT. KNX IoT has been designed using the same models and the same semantics. It's effectively KNX over IPv6. So you just need a, a, a simple router device which does the uh, translation between the IP segment and the twisted pair segment. And so you can get this new IoT infrastructure to add the additional sensing and actuating to turn off our heating, air conditioning of our buildings or rooms, particular areas are not being used. We can do that automatically. And that's the difference. It's not going through um, the ecosystems of large commercial hyperscalers whose business model is about uh, collecting and monetizing the data. It's directly used for, uh, developed for the specific use case. So there is no, let's say, conflict of interest there, if you like. Uh, it is surprising that uh, maybe uh, you know, a, a lot more people don't know uh, as, as much. I mean, although it's pretty well established, uh, I think the other people get a lot more media attention. Yes, that's, that's absolutely true. And I suppose um, the... Uh, amazing thing about uh, KNX is it's all around us. You know, it's in all our buildings, it's in our airports, in throughout Europe and, and, and much of the world. Um, it's just there and it works. And um, you know, we just don't don't even think about it. But um, of course, we get bombarded as consumers um, by people who are trying to to get us to buy products to put in our homes. Now, of course, KNX is used in homes. Um, you know, it's it's, but it tends to be used in in higher end homes. Um, so there is, you know, certainly a market for it in homes. Um, and perhaps with KNX IoT, uh, it will be able to extend this market um, more to the mass consumer market. But you know, initially, it's come from the um, building automation market, highly secure and highly reliable. So what's next? I mean, you're pretty heavily involved in that. Yeah, sure. So um, KNX IoT has already has uh, some of the, uh, let's say, very large companies building automation uh, backing it. Um, 
So at the last trade show in the area, which was the ISH trade show, also in Frankfurt, Siemens publicly uh, uh, displayed uh, some of their products um, for uh, KNX IoT. And interestingly, they get that to work with BACnet. And BACnet is the other big building automation standard that's more popular in the US. So the interoperability between KNX IoT and BACnet is also there. Um, so uh, yeah, the, the, the market for KNX IoT, uh, some of the other big KNX um, manufacturers have indicated that they are going to be adopting it. We're actively designing it in now. I'd, I'd say Cascoda, you can think of Cascoda as a platform supplier um, to this market, a bit like uh, Qualcomm is a platform supplier to the, to the cell phone market. Yeah. You know, most consumers won't have heard of Qualcomm, um, but every cell phone manufacturer certainly has. Right. Um, so, you know, we're positioning ourselves as in, in that sort of space. And yeah, we've been quite successful there and we're, we're getting design ins in this space. Yeah. So you say successful. I think I first met you at a, uh, with a UK government mission several years ago when I was involved. Uh, how, how is Cascoda doing and what's your, your sort of uh, opportunity for growth? Yeah, um, so we have a, a, a combination of our business, of course. Um, we have customers that are highly monetized and very successful companies. So um, they engage us to um, help them do the design in for their products. Every product is different and every customer's needs are different. So they engage us. We So we engage early with them on a, a consultancy basis to help them understand uh, the technology. We have a, a Kenex IoT development kit, which is commercially available now. Um, and we have that working in um, various uh, market segments. So uh, we have everything set up now for uh, lighting, uh, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, uh, and so on. And um, then we're helping our customers design uh, our chipsets and our software into their systems. Um, now, fortunately, we've already made uh, a lot, done a lot of the back work for this. We've developed our, our module is called the Chili module, and we've created a, a software platform for chi, uh, the Chili module to design it into a KNX IoT platform. We call that Chili Cuisine. Um, basically, it's a, a single file where you can take, uh, you can configure your uh, KNX IoT device, and it squirts out. Um, all the uh, outputs required to begin testing. So it squirts out the um, binary file to program up the module, but it also squirts out the files needed for the KNX tooling to be able to um, configure the device using KNX software. So within a day, you can um, build your prototype and get testing, which is extremely efficient for this market. Well, I was going to say that's really good food for thought, but that would be really taking it very far in terms of the, the, the chili cuisine. <laughs> but uh, Bruno, uh, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Nitin. Uh, it was great to catch up with you again and uh, look forward to doing a bit more with you regarding this uh, in the future. So that brings us to the end of this episode. That was Embedded Edge with Nitin, and I'm Nitin Dahad. Thanks for listening and see you next time.